The following is a Stick Boy We Talk production. The following contest scheduled for one fall. I am the man. Welcome to the One Fall Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Johnson, and today we are joined by Martin. Martin? And for the special <laughs> 201 episode. We're now past the 200 mark, finally. And how are you? It's been a while since we've talked. This is the first real show of 2021, so how is... How has the new year treated you so far? Um, really good. I'm, um, I can actually finally announce that uh, the graphic novel that I've been working on for like five years is is going to be completed by the end of February, and and that's you know really cool. So I'm I'm really uh, really excited about uh, hopefully 2021 is is a nice rebound for everybody from 2020. Ooh, that's incredible oh that's awesome i'm really happy because i i because i've seen little snippets of the artwork because you've shared a little bits here and there of just things that you've worked on uh or having uh worked on and oh that's awesome i'm really excited that that's uh yeah. that's moving then we'll, forward we'll have to get it printed and out there and everything like that and probably run a kickstarter i, I do believe is is the game plan right now but the actual book itself will be in 200 pages of the most awesome the loudest comic book you ever read that's awesome! Congratulations, and I look forward to uh, to uh, seeing a, a finished copy. I know you guys will get there. Yeah. So yeah, starting off not at all talking about wrestling, but you asked me how I am, and that's how I am. But that's what that's what my focus is at the at the moment, most of the time. But uh, I also, you know, pay attention to this thing we call uh, wrestling. Oh, wrestling never stops. I mean, AEW just finished their episode where we've seen John Moxley drop a nicely dressed Kenny Omega, and we've, we're marching along to probably arguably one of the most popular pay-per-views uh, WWE has to offer with the Royal Rumble, regardless of the state of the company and where things are. That is that is probably one of the most popular things that the company it's can their put second on. Most, it's their second biggest pay-per-view. It really is. Yes, and I think it will, because I think part of the reasons why it's so big is because of uh, just the the ability for the surprises, and that's something that I'm curious to see, but we're going to get to the Royal Rumble in a moment, but we got to talk about a billion-dollar deal. WWE Network in the United States will be shifting gears from having their own WWE Network. It has already they- shifted gears. It is already shifted gears. It's now found a home in Peacock, which is NBC's uh, streaming service. So you can watch all the pay-per-views. Uh, they fall. Uh, they have three different plans for Peacock. They have a free version. They have you pay. I think it's five bucks a month for an ad ver- version that has ads. Five five ninety nine. Five ninety nine, and then it's nine ninety nine for eight ninety nine, I believe. Oh, eight ninety nine. Wow. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, and they are porting over their 1.1 million subscribers that they have for the network. Uh, I well, I they're gotta... not. That that 1.1 million is worldwide. Oh, we're they're only porting over the the American numbers, which I is closer Ameri- to 
No, that's my understanding is that the American numbers are closer to between seven and eight hundred thousand, and about four hundred thousand international. Wow. So not 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 the numbers you'd want to be. Uh, that's probably why I saw the number one point one because they wanted to make the numbers look nice and big. Uh, obviously, this is a massive deal. I think they they, they swindled. Um, uh, NBC blind. Well, Whoever did the more negotiate. so, even more so when you think about that information. Yeah, I didn't know about that information. So yeah, the, to pay that much for a product that arguably is is still very much a stale product. There are some nice uh, spots to it, but uh, what what do you think? I've been I've been really interested in your opinion on Peacock. It uh, it always it, it consistently blows my mind how WWE is able to get more value for their product than what it actually should have in the real world. They did it with Raw, they did it with with uh, SmackDown, and now they've done it with the network. Um, this is they're saying that uh, it's about sixty six million dollars worth of of uh, revenue that that Peacock is absorbing from the WWE. So I've also heard 84 million. No matter what, it's nowhere near 200 million. Uh, I know the Peacock actually prefers their hoping. Most people take the 5.99 because they can make more money on the ads than the extra the extra money to go ad free. Um, so they're hoping most people. That's where they're that's where they're starting everybody who was in the WWE. They're starting them at the 5.99 tier um, for that reason. And hoping that they stay there because now, hey, they're getting it cheaper, but you have to put up with a few ads. Um, stre- revenue streaming services that have ads uh, can be very successful. Um, Tubi has really to come on and become a very, very popular streaming service that is ad-driven. Um, but no matter what, I mean, it seems like it... it it, yeah, like I say, it, it really blows my mind that WWE is consistently – it's a shot in the dark by Peacock. I mean, they're they're desperate. Yep. Uh, and it, and, it, and it, it is the high – you know, it's, it's the hallmark of, of that desperation here that, that made them overpay for this product. It, because uh, since it launched, it's not doing very well. Yep. It's doing even worse than HBO Max apparently is doing, and that's not good. Because HBO yeah. Max has been a major disappointment, but Peacock is is not is struggling. And I I would think with a billion dollar investment that that means that they're in it long term and there's nothing that could happen that that makes you think that it's going to shut down. But the truth is, you and I have both worked for a company that launched a streaming service, lost took major losses, and couldn't get it off the ground and eventually shut it down out of nowhere. And that's my big thing is, okay, now you've made another, you're already struggling. You've made a bad business to, uh, investment here. How funny would it be if Peacock shut down? Uh, you know, where would that leave WWE? I guess they would just start up the network again because it's still going to be going on, you know, internationally. Yeah. But it's, it, it, it would, I mean, it would be such an embarrassment. I don't know. It, it's, it, but I, I just cannot believe, honestly, that they're getting, you know, a, a product that is 
is uh, $200 million a year that you're getting for a product that, or a, uh, a company that is now doing, you know, 1.8 million with no competition and will it, at, at the pace they're doing now, we'll be down to about 1.1 to 1.2 million in two years uh, for raw at the pace they've lost over these last two years. And there's no reason to think it's not going to continue. Um, and and same thing, SmackDown will will settle in and probably closer to 1.8. But we're not talking about that, you know. As much as they want to say we're not, you know, that we're that we're uh, uh, looking at a company that um, is solid and, and and is a known brand name, and we can build more than one million. I don't know how many more than one million or 700,000 or whatever it is, the, the uh, U.S. subscribers. I don't see how it could build to, you know, uh, much more because their, their base is watching them for free really is at, the, at best 2 million, you know, yeah. uh, on SmackDown. So it, it's an absolutely insane to me. And, that, and that's the other reason why when I heard 700,000, that made more sense to me because – if 1.8 billion or million people are, are watching uh, Monday Night Raw, it's hard to believe that 1.1 million of that 1.8 has subscribed. Like it, it, that's a you know because they have a lot of churn. They have a tremendous amount of churn, and the only time they have a bump, the only thing that does it is is the Royal Rumbles to WrestleMania season. That's the only thing that gives them a bump. Nothing else does. Uh, you know, SummerSlam doesn't give them bumps to Survivor Series. Clearly, you know, they don't they haven't built a really super marquee match outside of a WrestleMania forever um, that that has really captured people's interest. So it's again, it, they're known to have tremendous churn. So if they're even if they're at domestically one point one million at, at at WrestleMania season, which is probably likely, you know, um, come. September, they're probably closer to that 700,000. That's where it would be most of the year. So, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a really stunning, uh, stunning deal on many levels. But good for WWE. They've managed to do it again. They've managed to bring in all this revenue. That uh, honestly, if people were following the product and said this is WWE in 2021. Um, they're not worth this. Instead, they go, this is WWE, and they still have this romanticized vision of how popular they once were and where their place in pop culture once was in in the 80s and, and in uh, you know the early 2000s. Uh, it's not there anymore. But I don't know. I, I, I look at these big companies, and I think, you know, they don't do their research. It's really strange. Uh, what do you think? That's that's my massive ramble to open us up. No, I uh, I'm, I think that's a very good ramble, and I, I share a lot of similar points. Ultimately, you can take a billion-dollar deal and put it on a pig, but it's still a pig. And this product still has a th- – this billion dollars doesn't magically make creative better – doesn't make Vince suddenly change how he's going to do things, doesn't put guys like Daniel Bryan or Chris Hero suddenly in charge of booking stuff or guys who I think should and probably would be able to book a better show and help build your product up. Because here's the thing. 
one of the one of the values of you of these of paying into WWE is looking at that roster and going, God damn it, this should be one of, if not the best collective rosters in pro wrestling landscape today. You should have a killer tag team division, a killer women's division. NXT should be firing on all cylinders. Uh, Roman Reigns should be continue, continuously doing what he's doing. Monday Night Raw with Drew McIntyre should be firing. You, you, you should be the best wrestling company out there, but you're not. And you're going to continue to be a subpar product. I don't look at WWE and go, man, they're, they're worth every penny that Peacock paid for. Because the reality is the two people that are going to be subscribing to Peacock are office fans that want the extended bonus information for the office uh, or the people that are WWE fans. How many of that is going to send Peacock skyrocketing through in a very, very crowded landscape already? You look at everything with all these streaming services, and we've had conversations about HBO Max and about Peacock coming into a very crowded landscape. It Does, does Peacock suddenly trump uh, Netflix? Does it tr- suddenly trump uh, Hulu? Does it trump... Whatever other streaming service Disney you have, Disney Plus out, is way ahead. Di- you know? Disney Plus, and I. So here's the thing: if you're a family and you got to pick where your six bucks is going, and you kind of look at everything and you go, "I want to put the six bucks, and I just want to, I want to put my money into just having Netflix, or I just want to have Disney Plus because I have kids, I can't get Peacock." And that's that's the other thing is. You're assuming that these people are have all the money to burn in the world and will have no problem adding another streaming service. And unfortunately, with the current climate that we're in, it does not. We're, we're not in a landscape where people have money to burn. So you're you're betting on that this comp that this like I I just I think that this this is great for WWE. That that is one of my main stances. WWE getting this money. Good on them. If you can go out and get that money, good on you. But from a standpoint of just looking at this as business sense, if I was Peacock, I would not have paid that amount of money for WWE. I would have brought in WWE onto Peacock for sure. And I mean, they could have. It would definitely be something that I'd be like, this is a this is a niche market that we have, but maybe we can work within with the company more, and we can start finding stuff that can float onto Peacock that would be good, like the documentaries, and really kind of show the other side of these performers that could help draw people in again. But unfortunately, I think that this is. I just don't know where Peacock's going to go in terms of how they're going to present this content. And they've overpaid for this content, so they're going to have to really go hard with WWE. And, I mean, the other thing is I went on Reddit. So there's a subreddit card called Our Television, and there's this section where they have uh, they had the WWE story on there going on Peacock. And the, top, the, it was, the sections were divided in four, four quarters for what the comments were. One quarter was like, oh, man, I used to watch this. Maybe I'll check this out. Then you had another quadrant was like, oh, wrestling's lame. Who would watch this? The the other quarter was WWE sucks. Don't watch it. And the fourth one was watch AEW. AEW's better. AEW (laughs) captures what wrestling used to be. So when you have it where your thread is not massive, like, oh, my God, this is where I can watch WWE now, and this is so amazing and so excited – it just 
goes to show that for casual audience, which is what you're trying to grab with Peacock, I don't think you're going to be flooding to Peacock to watch WWE. And you're going to, Peacock's internally going to be able to see the numbers. They'll see WrestleMania's peak for them. They'll see the Royal Rumble peak for them. But I don't know how much more they're going to see peak-wise. And they're going to start asking questions. And this is another entity that's going to be putting pressure on Vince and uh, uh, WWE as a whole. Because they've got the money. But I'm sure that anyone that's written a, a contract like this has an out clause in some way. So... You no no business in their right mind would not have an out clause, and I don't think uh, WWE probably has an out clause as well. So both of them probably have an out clause, but you got to wonder at what point does do they look at this and go, did we overpay for this? And for all we know, in five years, this could have been the best move that they made, and wrestling's in a resurgence. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be a small little tick up, maybe. But I think that tick up will be for all elite wrestling. I don't think it will be for these guys because, like, even looking at this Royal Rumble card, it does not in- inspire my desire to really watch. The only reason I'm watching is there's a Zoom call with friends, and we can watch the Rumble, and we can count down, and we can have fun. Mm-hmm. But if that wasn't happening, I don't know how much I'd probably watch the Rumble still. But I'd be like, yeah, I I don't know. This I I I'm not watching the Rumble. I can't. I don't. I can't. I think I, I watched last year. I'm pretty sure, but I mean, that's it. I'm I'm done. Like, yep. you and know, that's the bigger problem because I I go back to this where WrestleMania is their big money maker, and there's only a certain group that go that travel for WrestleManians, the hardcore fans. It's the ones that are entrenched in the dirt sheets and pay attention to everything, and are really, really deep in pro wrestling that will travel for WrestleMania. Maybe you might get a couple small pockets of casual fans that will travel as a group, but those that are going to pay their hard-earned money for your merch, those those tickets, and willing to sit through seven hours, are your hardcore fans, and you're a hardcore fan, and they're not getting you back. And how many hardcore fans are they going to get that will jump on Peacock? And how many of them will suddenly come back in droves? And how many casual fans can you turn into hardcore fans? I don't think many. I mean, you know, they still talk about Austin Rock. How many people do you think would go, oh, Peacock, it's cheaper, but it's no longer just WWE. And I was supporting just WWE and I don't want to support these guys. I'm going to leave. Because I'm sure they'll get some some people to come in, but I'm sure also they'll get some people who are just like, I'm anti big company. I was just I was for WWE. Like they see WWE in this, you know, um, uh, this this rose colored glasses, and they they were okay with supporting WWE, but they don't want to support, uh, you know, an, another company like this. I I, that, I could see that happening too. Some people cancel. It's not like I'm saying all all 700,000 or whatever it is. Again, every single subscriber pulling over. It's not like you can say hey, that's it. They're staying for sure. And they're not. Nobody's leaving. Some people will leave, and you'll get some new people. But um, you know, it, when it comes to the price, it, at ten dollars, people were paying it. And tell you the truth, most people, it's not. It's not about the money. It's that okay. I I have Netflix. I have Amazon Prime. I have uh, already that's have say. Yeah, I have Netflix, I have Amazon Prime, I have Hulu. Um, it's not that I can't afford to give $10 to another company. 
It's that I already have some more content than I can watch, so why would I? Yeah. It's not that you can't do it. It's not that the it's not the price that's the thing. It's the willingness when I already look at if I was to just watch everything I wanted to watch on Netflix, just that alone would take me years. Yep. Years. You know? Um and that's the thing. So it, it's that's where there there is a saturation part, point in the marketplace for these 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 uh these things now i'm i'll admit i'm one of the people who like loves the the streaming services and i get a lot of them but um most people aren't like me most people i know they'll have like three and yeah. once they and if they're going to cancel one then they'll add another but and vice versa but yeah i mean it's like if you're something like criterion channel or, or trauma tv or something like that one of these small ones it doesn't take many um much for you to turn a profit when you're making the kind of investment peacock has made you need massive numbers of subscribers to turn a profit yeah and i just don't see it happening and the other thing is you know when you talk about the business i mean i i talk about at the trend they're going at getting down to like 1.2 you know, million or 1.4 or 1.1, whatever they're at in two years, who knows? It'll be less than 1.8 than it is right now, which is kind of the, right now, that's where they're at in non-football season. You know, right now, I think last week did one point, I think this last Monday did 1.8 million. The thing about this is you do not turn the business around without A, a hot heel and B, a hot baby face. The baby face is even more important. You can have a super hot heel, but they don't draw money. Uh, they don't draw money to, at that level. And you can have a super hot baby face, but if you don't have that heel to play off of them, it, you know, it can he can steady business, but he can't grow it. To grow it, you need to have those two factors. You need that super hot heel and that super hot baby face. And it doesn't matter if it was if it was Hogan and Piper or Hogan and Savage. Or if it was Austin and Rock or Austin McMahon, you had to have the baby face and the heel and both had to be hot to pop the business again. And there is absolutely no reason to believe WWE will ever have a hot baby face again because they haven't had a hot baby face. Like they talk about, and maybe this is what Peacock is counting on, the business is cyclical. And they've always said this. But the fact is, um, Rock and Wrestling era lasted about five years. And and then the business went down for about six years. And then the business picked up for about seven years. And now the business has been down for about 18. And 18 years is not a cycle. 18 years is reality. You know, that it's been consistently going down. It hasn't, it has never had this long of a, downward trend in popularity in the history of this industry as we have right now and so there's absolutely no reason to think when you look at how they book their baby faces and they're creative and how they do things that no matter how talented or charismatic somebody is that they're going to get the hot baby face that captures people's imagination the way that the rock did or austin did or hogan did you know, and was on all the magazine covers and was, you know, the talk of the talk of everything. Uh, so with the Peacock, um, number one, I think if you're a user of it, 
there's some bonuses for it, right? Uh, you're you're saving the price now. You're getting two. You know, if you have uh, in the states, if you, I think it's like Comcast, and I think it's something else. If you have one of them in your satellite, not only is, are you saving money, you're saving a lot of money because the network is free because Peacock comes with some people's cable. Uh, when they sign up for their cable, they just get it for free. So you're not only getting Peacock free, but you're also getting the WWE Network for free on top of that. Uh, now, the unfortunate thing is for some people is people in England or, well, not in England as much as in, people in Canada, let's just go with, that use the app of the network to watch it and they go and pay via you know Apple cards or via PayPal to watch it, to have the app to watch everything on there for the pay-per-views and everything like that. I'm interested to see what happens that way uh, because the one thing I will say that Peacock is it is geo-blocked amazingly. Like they, it's hard to get a VPN through there. It's very, very blocked against VPN. So what that means is Canadians that skip the option that we have up here to watch it via cable uh, so they could have the app, so they have the selection to watch whatever pay-per-views they want or shows they're going to watch. That will be the interest in to see what happens to that app going forward. That's true. I know a good portion of people that get the WWE Network in Canada um, through a VPN in order to be able to get the app on their television or their Xbox or PlayStation or whatever, uh, you know, because, because yeah, you, you have to understand in Canada – you don't have access to the full library if you subscribe through your table or your your cable provider. And you're right, that's actually very interesting. If they're going to lose those people, um, what's going to happen? Will they bother to subscribe, you know, to the Canadian network, um, or will they just leave? And that ties in with your point originally, Martin, about. How many people are still going to pop in for that U.S. number? How many of that, those people are ones using VPN? And if you lose that, then you're you're losing a certain section that makes the number smaller for what you're taking in for Peacock. So there's there's a lot of factors in this. And one of the things that I wanted to tie into the conversation about Peacock and why I, I still think it's it, WWE stole money and it, why casual fans aren't going to be jumping for joy and jumping into WWE is it goes back to the Joe Rogan experience and Mark Calloway, a.k.a. The Undertaker, being on there. And now I don't Morton doesn't fully remember the quote. So I've got the quote here and I'm going to read it. And this was his uh, his take on the current locker room of WWE. You go into the dressing room nowadays, and it's a lot different. I remember walking into my first real dressing room, and all I saw were these crusty fucking men. Half of them had guns and knives in their bags. Shit got handled back then. Now you walk in there, and there are guys playing video games and making sure they look pretty. It's an evolution, I guess. I don't know what it is, but I prefer those eras, man. I liked when men were men. And... Part of the reason I'm bringing this quote up is The Undertaker still has somewhat respect among casual fans. You hear The Undertaker's name, and that still perks people's ear. People still love The Undertaker that are casual fans. And you hear this, and you hear him essentially bearing this current era, coupled with the fact that wrestling is not hot, and there's so much other content out there. How many people are going to go out of their way to want to watch WWE, especially when you've got this legend in a lot of people's eyes bearing the current product. 
I mean, the one thing that I look at is Undertaker's starting to slowly be kind of ticked down on the respect era of just being kind of a grumpy old man that yells at things. So now you bring in that comment. I want to get your take on that that comment, Martin. But you, you look at all this and I go, there's so many things of why this is an incredible deal for WWE and a bad deal for NBC. As for that comment, that's um, interesting. You know, if if he says it's an evolution, the truth is most of that, when I think of the guys playing video games now instead of, you know, having knives and guns in there, like, of course, that's better for the people. I mean, we're not seeing the deaths and the the, the, the different the abuse that, that we saw in the past. And, and, of course, he liked men being men. But the truth is this whole thing is it doesn't start from the locker room. This all, everything he's talking about there starts from the fact that the company has become so corporate and it starts from the top. And it's this corporate attitude that has changed that locker room, not the, not the people who've come in. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think there's more of a walking the line mentality and not wanting to upset anyone or get caught on Twitter or social media doing something that would be considered uh, frowned upon. So it's, like he says in this, in the past things got handled, but nowadays to handle things the way that they used to, you're a bully. You'd be a bully. It would be unacceptable. And that's the corporate nature of the company. And that's, that's not like I say, that's not on the boys. That's that, that has to do with the company. And I think it's better for the business overall. I think having having a healthier locker room is better. I'd much rather have these guys live longer. I don't need to go through just the countless weekends of like, oh, so-and-so died again. Oh, they died. They died. They died. They're dead. They're gone. It's just it, it, it very troublesome. I, I, don't, I don't like his comment. I think that oh, you're allowed to have your opinion. But I think you should be looking at the health and safety of these guys and going, it's evolving. It's getting better, and these guys are taking care of themselves. And it's much better that they're sitting there playing video games right now. I'd much rather have these guys playing video games than snorting cocaine off a hooker and running through a hotel naked. Exactly, yeah. And I just I think, will uh, – oh, go ahead. Sorry, girl. Uh, I was I – just my last point of you, you look at this, and Joe Rogan is a big podcast, for better or worse – and I just think people are going to hear this and not be as entrenched in pro wrestling as the three of us are to varying degrees and go, no, that's a good thing. Taker's wrong. They're going to hear what Taker said and go, yeah, he's right. This is why this sucks. And I'm not going to I'm not going to be watching this like they casual fans will pop in for Rumble and will probably pop in for Mania. But after that, I, I just again, I still think that this Peacock paid too much. They really paid too much. But good on WWE. Uh, I'll say this much for them, where live sports are everything right now. You need an extra uh, an extra pop for your streaming service. And while, you know, Peacock's had some stuff that works, I think this is a great addition for them to have that extra pop for them. Uh, I, I think it's great for WWE on the side of not only the money, but again, you're getting in those houses that already have it, right? You, I think the, the peak... For it was Mania two years ago. The network hit about 1.5, 1.6 was the height for it as far as a network goes. Uh, and I think, you know, getting onto this platform, it gets you in way more houses now. Uh, the an essential app is lower uh, as far as people that have it just for the app. But 
when you've added on the house side, the people have it part of their cable package. I think it, it doubled to, I, I believe, almost 40, 60 million, somewhere around there for where it can be, which is huge. It's a huge addition. And yeah, you know, those comments are shitty. But uh, for a casual listener, I don't know how many people are going to l- listen to where those comments are. And if there's a pay-per-view or something that is going to lead to excitement or get viewers, it's an opportunity that will make people want to jump in. And now well, you have to do a better well, job of but, promoting but, those because they haven't done that. Well, but that's the thing, right? Is that yeah. if when you're when your your popularity is in an all-time low, yeah, uh, when only 1.8 million people in non-football season will watch your product when on on television for free um, already um, in more homes still than Peacock is in, which the USA Network is in significantly more homes than Peacock, yeah. and they can only get 1.8 million to people to watch for free. I, I just mm-hmm. don't. I just don't see, like I say, unless you fix your creative, you're not going to, you're not going to, it all starts there. It all starts there. You know, if you want to get it, if you want to make it so the WWE is worth the money to Peacock because they're adding a lot of subscribers, that only happens if the product is hot. The product is only hot if you get that hot baby face and that hot, that hot heel. And there's, Again, there's absolutely no reason to think that they're able to build the hot baby face right now, especially. That's the yeah. one that that's that's the factor that they don't have that they haven't had for 18 years. Yeah, sure is. Uh, overall, I think it's you know it, it's an interesting, and I think you know M- NBC Universal Peacock had to do something because it's either be eaten right now in the streaming world right you know oh, yeah. hbo max went with this crazy idea that with the you know putting in the new releases and they saw beneficial to it of adding wonder woman 1984 doubled what hbo max was and now they'll have judas and the black messiah next week and the king cons and the mortal combats and more to come going forward disney you know put soul on there 1.7 people watched soul in a month so that was theirs, and you know we're hearing rumors with Disney that Black Widow and Jungle Cruise and some of these other summer movies, they may be going to the platform kind of under the same banner that Mulan did that we're going to see with Raya and The Last Dragon. Uh, and also, you know, Disney having the addition of Hulu and ESPN, you almost need that extra gimmick. You need that extra get to make your streaming uh, service worth it right now with you know channels uh, apps almost becoming like the channels right of why do i want that channel well they gave they tried to they tried to look for an asset that they could to add that extra ploy because the, the service around them is getting bigger and bigger and bigger by everybody else stepping up the this, stands this brings up an interesting point um the future is probably when um the future is because we've seen like i say saturation of the market for these streaming services and when you have enough content that you only need one like you only need netflix or amazon prime or hulu you only need one but you probably have two or three so you have more options but you only need one to be able to fill every night of your life basically with with content if you want to already just one. So probably the future of all this is is to see the bundling of different uh, yep. companies. So so Peacock bundling with um, Peacock and say CBS and it doesn't matter what. Like, not just something. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's what Disney is, right? With Hulu and ESPN. Yeah, Hulu, ESPN, Disney Plus, you know, you, the, the bundling. Because that's why you have as many cable uh, networks as you have. You have as many as you have because it's a bundle. And there's a bunch on there that you're not interested in, but you get them anyways. And you're like, yeah, what the hell? I'm getting what I want. And then I get these for free And if there's something on cool. And that's what has happened with cable. And that's why you have as many channels as you have. And that's why people aren't, aren't feeling the need to do that right now. And they're not going to just add as many as they have cable uh, cable channels. They're not going to add as many apps that are streaming services. It will not take the place of that. So it's only when it becomes something that starts to bundle where it's like, okay, it's $10 a month for this streaming service, or mm-hmm. I can get it for $30 a month with these five. That's when you're going to start to see these things take off and re- really replace cable. Until that happens, you won't see it. But once you yeah. see the zone packaged with Peacock and packaged with um, something else, you know, uh, whatever, uh, Shutter or something like that, once you start to see these things get start to get packaged in that way, uh, that's when you'll see the numbers really take off, and that's when cable television will be in in, in real trouble. Um, not that there's yeah. not cord cutting now, but it won't happen until as long as the cable packages feel like good value and and the apps feel like a, an extra expense, which is where we're still at. Yeah, I think with them just as a standalone, you know, they had their own marketplace. Uh, I don't know how I, I don't think it hugely jumps the casual market for the WWE network, but again, having the addition of where you have for that cable base in the states and then adding it to a, a Peacock and having the lower price, it does add a little bit of an intrigue to some to watch uh, a show. For example, for me, like, oh my God, I'm going to be honest with the rumble coming up. I had, I had not had the, 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 the network since last mania. And I was debating, do I just go watch an illegal stream for the rumble? I ended up dicing out the $15 for the network because in the, the day, I didn't want to fumble with going back and forth in illegal streams. And I just wanted it on nice HD on my television, but mm-hmm. it's only going to be, between now and mania that i'm going to give them the money and other than that i'm going to drop because they haven't showed it because it's a product and you know this is always kind of the period for them too where they take you know people like me that are you know not jilted but like eh, i'm not going to waste my time for the rest of the year but even the casual people that maybe want to dip their toe in this is their time to try to convince people to stay within the network and now for others to stay within having Peacock as well with the network. Maybe it's going to be a little bit easier because people are like, well, you know, I, I am interested in having it, but now I at least have Peacock and I can watch The Office and I can watch Parks and Rec and whatever. So, But th- this is still a very important period for them to add to their network and build around in, in, in many years past. Like you were mentioning, Morton, in, in the past 18 years, they've just done a terrible job of getting you to want to stay and you know you've you've seen that in a lot of the the, the meetings that they've had the quarter reports love you know viewership money money keeps on going up viewership keeps on going down and there is it's going to happen at some point that there has to be a reckoning when that when those numbers when one is going up and the other one is going down a, a reckoning has to happen and it's amazing to me it hasn't happened yet but it, it will it, it just it has to happen it will. There's absolutely going to be a point where they that uh, the chickens will come to roost because you can you can get these billion dollar deals and you can have the Saudi deal that you'll eventually be able to tap into again uh, and you're going to have everything going on. But if you're not generating buzz, 
who cares? Like, well, why at some point someone's going to realize why am I paying so much money for such a little audience? Why? And I mean, it, this is a great deal for the company. I'm going to keep saying that. WWE getting this billion dollar is is I I would estimate probably three four million dollars more than what they should have gotten. I don't think they're worth what they've got. I think they're probably worth somewhere probably around the six seven million dollar range, maybe six hundred uh, or six six hundred million. Yeah, I, I think well, again, it's just that live sports, Joel. It's the live sports. So the, yeah, number, but, but the, the number we've is, heard talking, again, the number we've heard is between 66 and 84 million a year is what yeah. they're on average over the last five years. Somewhere between 66 and 84 million is what WWE has been profiting on the network. So if they're absorbing that at 84 million, it's not even worth 500, you know? Uh, and it's it. it's only worth 400 that's only worth yeah at 84 million it's only worth about 440 million over five years and the other thing with this is if you're you're talking about why they're sports. geniuses yeah like whoever negotiated this deal because there's no way it was vince there's no. no way anyone could convince me this was vince no it was the new manager uh i don't know his first name but last name is ironically con He's came in there, and I think he's only been there um, you uh, six months. I don't know. I don't know if you know it more than six months yeah, or so. It's about six in. months, but they, they hire an outside firm to do the negotiations yeah. and to go to all the different companies. And then that person, this con person, he takes it over right at the end. Yeah. But, I mean, the yeah. vast majority of it is done by an outside company that they hire. Um, yeah. And that's what they did with the – that's what they started to do with these last two deals that they got with Fox and USA. So and it's it's you know clearly worked out for them. And my 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 whole thing is this is this is live programming for sure. This is a lot of live content that you'll be able to put on your streaming service. But at what point do you go? What would be a billion dollars? What what's worth a billion dollars? WWE or having something like football or NHL or NBA? What point do you go? Which one's worth more? And I'll tell you, you have to. Joel, you have to like the thing about it is live sports is so valuable Mm -hmm. because you don't want to miss the moment. You don't want to be sitting there and find out a spoiler about the championship. You know, you want to see who wins the Stanley Cup the moment it happens. So you don't record live sports. You watch live sports, which means you have to see the commercials. You're going to watch the Super Bowl live because you have to watch it live. Absolutely. WWE is not the same. Yeah, no. WWE, you're not. fine to watch it a day later. Uh, and you can it, watch maybe it a you week know later. the you, maybe you know the finish and maybe you don't. It doesn't have the same thing. It's it is not sports as much as they want to say it is when it's there advantageous to them. It's not. It's entertainment, yeah. and it's entertainment that hasn't been compelling enough to make people go, oh, I really want to see that match, to the level that it, they once did. Absolutely. And that was the point I was making was this is not you can't compare those two because this is I can go a week and then I can watch a match and I can be like, okay, I saw the match. I'm good. It is absolutely just entertainment. And that's part of the reason why if I'm them and I got those billion dollars, I'm going after the live sports because you're absolutely right, because you have to see the Matthew Kachuk score, the overtime winning goal to win the Stanley Cup for the Flames. That's a must see moment. For, yeah, looking forward it, to that moment. 
Yeah, please I, tell I me it's happening. Uh, there, there's other countless moments within sports, with soccer, with football, with the Super Bowl coming up. There's so many other things that must see, can't miss. I could never imagine watching the Super Bowl on a PBR. Like if I had an emotional investment, like if the Raiders were in, Josh, would you be willing to watch it a day later? No. So, and, <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing. Like, what is this, Madden? This is a Madden uh, simulation where the Raiders are in the Super Bowl? Uh, like, you, you go with go with WWE and go Roman Reigns. So you go through the Royal Rumble. I could watch all this card on a replay. I absolutely watch it on a replay. I could watch it a day later, but I won't be. I'll be watching it live because I'll be interacting with buddies. But you I look at the, that you want to get those properties. You want to get you want to add on those properties, right? And the library is the biggest part of it too, right? The library is such a huge addition. But uh, I guess we should try to move on because you know we're running short on time here. Uh, so just really quick last thoughts on you guys before we so we can move on quick here. Um, uh, can I, can uh, I? I'll, I'll say my last thought uh, is uh, I predicted 15, 16 months ago that eventually AEW would end up on HBO Max. And after That's this, That's yeah, I'm more convinced than ever that I yeah. will retain my nickname, The Futurist. Yeah, that's 100% happening. Yeah. Um, my my last thought is good for WWE, bad for Peacock. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys talk about Connor yet? No. Yeah, I just want to talk about Connor really quickly. Uh, I mean, I think the I think the rematch is going to happen. I, I think there's. A lot that kind of went into it. I think, number one, I don't know who this Conor McGregor is. Everyone wants to talk about if there was a different Ivanka Trump. Was this a different, like, Conor McGregor? Just the humbleness was weird. How humble and how generous he was after the fight. That was not Conor McGregor. Even, like, watching the press conferences before, I'm like, who is this? Like, what happened since I last saw him? Uh, I, I thought he went to that fight. You know, he changed his, his whole staff around. He looked a lot like, he just looked different in in in. In the octagon, uh, and he obviously, you know, got the one-two and knocked out. I do think they'll go with the rematch. I don't want it. I, I hesitate to go right away that he's done, but he had the noticeable limp after, so maybe he injured himself with in the fight at one point. But I, I mean, he's going to get one more fight, obviously, and we'll we're kind of go from there. So I hesitate to go with, oh, he's done, but he did not look like the same Connor in in that fight on Saturday. Well, we're, we're, he he won the first round. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that is that, uh, you know, I mean, he, he got caught. I mean, it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, definitely he's losing the second round anyways, but he won the first round. So it's not like I don't think this is a guy who can still be competitive to get the, at the nope. top of the uh, of the division. The, the thing is, the humbleness, I, I don't buy it. No. Uh, but maybe getting knocked out is different. You know, I mean, it, it's it is different. So possibly, you know, it, it shook something in him. But uh, I, I just I just don't buy it. I've seen too much. You know, I mean, the thing is, is he going to fight again? Of course. I mean, because what do we hear? We hear 1.6 million. You know, you, you hear 1.6 million buys. That's ridiculous. Uh, when you look at that and the amount of revenue made from this pay-per-view, you know, over with no middleman anymore, you know, through ESPN, having their own no middleman, um, 1.6 million it's it's crazy revenue more than more than you could like this companies this is their January there's there's years already set for the UFC yeah based on one fight 
it's a, a crazy, crazy success. Joel? It, it was it was definitely like seeing him get knocked out. It was like, oh, wow. Like, no, you, you got to wonder what's next for him. And it sounds like I think they were talking about Nate Diaz, uh, which is all right. Well, I don't know if Diaz wants that fight. I don't get the feeling no. Diaz cares if he fights ever again. Yeah. And, and that's where, but you, you, you're absolutely right. Like the UFC set up one Connor fight and you just look at just, I, I, I'm not as in touch with the UFC as I once was. So, Hey, good on them. Good win from the guy. He had a limp and Connor will probably go on to have another fight and, uh, probably will continue to be another there, draw. It feels to me like very much like they want to feed him somebody they know he can beat. Yeah. Like they're very desperate to feed him somebody they know he can they beat. They want the cash cow, right? They want the, exactly. They want the cash cow uh, and they want, you know, and they want to continue that and him fighting anybody is going to make money. Well, it's it's like Joe was just saying, I'm out, I'm out of touch with the UFC product too. Like I don't really care. Like I'll kind of watch it, graze it from a distance, but there's not really a fight like I used to back in the day, go and watch. Connor had a fight. I'm all in it. I'm watching because I want yep. to see what happens with Connor McGregor. And look, I was hoping he was winning because I wanted the Khabib rematch. I think Khabib would have kicked his ass, but I wanted to see it because I wanted the Drake Khabib out of retirement. I don't know if anything happened on this show this week that would drop uh, draw Khabib out of retirement just yet. Maybe Poirier, but it, it does sound more and more like they may do that rematch. And I don't know if that's wise for Connor because I think Poirier is just a better fighter than him. And maybe if he beats Poir- uh, Poirier and knocks out Connor again, uh, then that will draw out Khabib, and if not, then if Connor beats him, then you know the series is one-one right now, and maybe that draws Khabib out. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just uh, what was it five years ago that uh, McGregor beat Poirier the first yeah. time? It was in a different so, weight class too. Yeah, it was in a different weight class. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, th- a lot of things change in five years, a lot. So we'll see. Uh, it'll be very interesting, no matter what. I mean, no matter what you can say. <laughs> The notorious one is going to be, you know, he's no matter what, it's going to be interesting. Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Royal Rumble. It is this week. Uh, you know, no matter where you are with the the WWE product, up and down, uh, this is always a pay per view that I really enjoy every single year, no matter what. So it's always super fun to watch. Uh, on, I think it's on the Saturday, or maybe, no, it's a Sunday, I believe, backstage returns. And we will find out the two first competitors for the women's uh, Royal Rumble. So we will know that ahead of time, and we will know who 30 is ahead of time. Now, um, I was interested in your thought on this, Morton, because some people are kind of upset about the number 30 being announced ahead of time because, oh, that's when the big surprise happens, but not really. Um, you know, I... I I guess, you know, maybe they wanted to save it so it's like if it's Truth or if it's Ziggler or something like that. But I don't think it takes away from it. You know, you know who 30 is, whatever. Maybe if it's a big name, then you know that big name is going to be in the Rumble. But just because you take 30 away, then everyone's just going to be excited for 29. And they've announced 30s in the past. I remember one year when I think it was Brock was announced number 30 for winning a match with Big Show. And China was number 30 in the uh, 1999 Rumble. So... We, we've had notice of the number 30 pick before. Yeah, I mean, very rarely do you. I mean, most of the time when number 29 comes out, you know who number 30 is because you go, who's left? It's only yeah, it's not every exactly. time. It's a, it's not like it's every time it's somebody 
you know, that you weren't expecting anyways. It, it's it's yeah. already, it's already, you know, once 29 comes, I mean, you, there's a point where you can start to do the math. Who have they announced and how many, spo- how many free spots are there? How many surprises? And you just start to do the math. And I, I agree with you. To me, it just makes number 29 all the more exciting. The, you know, uh, like I, I don't like knowing who's number one uh, and number two. I love that excitement, yeah. that that surprise. But mm-hmm. um, I, I'm OK if they don't announce any of like just announce who's going to be in it and announce 25 people. And I know there's going to be five surprises. That's great. That's my preferred way. But yeah. it, I mean, it doesn't. It, at the end of the day, does it matter? Does it make people not want to watch the Rumble? No. If you want to watch the Rumble, it, it is the most fun event yeah. that they put on. You're going to want to watch the Rumble regardless. Joel, uh, you know, if you're going to have a big name in it, then that can maybe pop potentially pop uh, grab some a little bit more eyeballs who may be a little wishy-washy. Rumble is probably the one that you need to pop the least. In some ways, maybe this year they feel like they need to pop because they won't have as many surprises and they won't have the crowd. So that could be one factor in all of it. But I I kind of look at it as kind of like I'm going to be watching the Rumble regardless. And you're absolutely right. 29 will be interesting. Uh, so let's kind of go. Uh, and by the way, with the women, uh, I don't want to get too far, but I, I just assume number one and, and two is going to be Charlotte and Lacey Evans. I think that'll be the announcement that they make. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, let's talk about some of the matches here before we get to the Rumble, and then I have a fun game for the Rumble before we get out of here. Uh, so we have the women's tag match. We have Asuka and Charlotte versus Shayna Baszler and Piece of Shit. Yeah, Nia Jax. Yeah, uh, who yeah. I hope Dana Brooke is okay. Yeah. Because, ugh. That was brutal. She clinched worst performance for me already. So just fast forward to 2021. It's done. It's done. It's so true. It's Terrible. brutal. Oh, like, man. You, how would you want to be in the, like, you're asking Charlotte's like, especially Charlotte's like, well, I'm potentially going to be, I'm going to be in the rumble after this. Do I really want to be in the ring with Nia? No, because I mean, the thing about the whole thing about professional wrestling is you put your life on your hands and you trust that other person every single time. Yeah. And how the hell can you possibly trust this person? Like, is, is it impossible? Like, it has to be. You know, back in the day, it's like it's like you would see that you were wrestling like the Steiners, and you'd go, "Oh, damn, this is going to be stiff. I'm going to be hurt." But you're not going to be injured. You mm-hmm. weren't thinking you're going to be injured. You're thinking you're going to get hurt. It's going to you're going to feel it. But I can only imagine what it would be like to go, oh, 50 50 of whether or not I get hurt and end up hospitalized because this person sucks. Yeah, I guess it would have been like like is she the she's probably the worst wrestler, the most dangerous wrestler since McMichael. Yep, it's Mongo. RVD was pretty RVD was pretty unsafe, too, for a while. So those are kind of the ones I think of every time worse, every time, every time she steps in the ring. It's it's just bad news for people. Yeah. I don't like. Yeah. So I I having said all that, I do think that they're winning the tag titles back. Yeah, probably, probably. Uh, she can't Joel? do anything right. She can't even be no. sarcastic right. You've you've hit on all the. You've, I have nothing to add. It'd all be redundant. Uh, Naya bad. Boo boo boo. Please don't hurt anyone. Yeah. Maybe maybe Charlotte will hurt her instead by accident. Oh, that's God. that's entirely possible. possible. That's possible. Yeah. They'll Charlotte's take each also, other out. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I have Naya and and uh, Shayna winning because I just think that they want to get those titles off of Oscar and Charlotte. Now there's not much reason to have them on them right now. Yeah, no, it makes sense to give it back to them, except for they're clearly building. Well, like then again, when I say they're clearly building, I was about to say clearly building, you know, Shayna versus Nia. The fact is that maybe it's just it, like how many stories? Isn't there three storylines right now where it's tag teams that don't get along happening currently yeah, in the WWE? Pretty three? much. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah. Who knows? These belts are such a waste. I mean, really, Dana and and Mandy are the ones that probably should have them, but they lose all the time. So why would they have oh, them? the women's tag titles went from uh, Bailey and Sasha making them important again to back to being irrelevant again? So that's kind of where we are with those. Uh, then we have the two. I, I'm assuming uh, maybe on the pre-show we're gonna have Riddle versus Lashley since Riddle uh, earned a U.S. title shot. Uh, so let's just for shits and giggles say that that is on there. And I actually think Riddle's going to win that because there's been some dissension within, uh, the Hurt business and whatnot, mainly from Cedric Alexander's side. But I think that they're going to finally, uh, put the, uh, the push to Matt Riddle, save any thoughts that we think. I know he was up and went Joel's worst wrestler of the year. And, uh, obviously from, we know he's a terrible human being, but as far as the wrestling side of things, I do think he's going to win the U S title on Sunday. Ah, uh, you know what? I agree that the match is going to happen there. I mean, they yeah. protect Lashley, they, they, you know, a lot. They really do. I mean, when they faced each other three weeks ago, um, I mean, I know Lashley jumped him ahead of before the match, but but Riddle got almost no offense, and it was a, such a squash. Um, if if he wins, it, to me, you're right. It's like they're going to push him, so he'll win. And yeah. they'll think that this is a push, but it'll be probably be a banana peel victory. And, yep. you know, it won't get Riddle over at all. No, it won't. Joel? Throw him in the fight pit. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who would win a shoot fight between these two. Yeah, it actually would be interesting. <laughs> it would be. It would be very interesting. I, I, I would lean towards Lashley. Because yeah, of the be, size, but but, but yeah. you know the the old saying a, a, a good big man beats a good small man every time. So you Riddle's know, got technique. That, but but Riddle might win. It would be very interesting. Yeah. He was more successful, uh, definitely, of the two of them in MMA. Yeah, and I mean he'd probably still be in UFC if the rule that just got passed happened with the yeah, having uh, you know marijuana legal. Uh, Next up, we have the World WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. I have no idea what's going to happen in this uh, because they may just want Goldberg in the main event of Mania, especially now with the Peacock deal. So that really concerns me if that's the idea because you, you hear some fans. rumors about Goldberg and, and fans. So you hear some stuff about oh, Goldberg and Cena potentially. that factor. Uh, I think we're all rooting for Drew, and I... I'm going to probably be an idiot and I'm going to say Drew wins, but I think that could be bad for what happens later in the night, but I'm going against all my will of Vince McMahon booking and going with Drew. Yeah. I, I think it's Goldberg. I think yeah. it's, I think all those factors in are going to lead them to wanting to tie tie the title to a big name like Goldberg. And then when Brock wins the rumble, Bill and Brock four. I think it's Bill and Cena. Oh, 
Uh, can't we yeah. just get Braun Strowman in there to squash him again? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's enough already with Goldberg. Yeah. That guy's in great shape, but I mean, five years ago was was we, we such a perfect. It we was such it. a perfect way to leave the business. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm I'm going to save Drew because I don't want Goldberg so badly. <laughs> but, on the same page, more. But oh yeah, but I'm I'm totally, completely, a hundred percent not ruling it out, and especially now that you mentioned Peacock and everything. I'm yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. brutal. Yeah, I hope. I mean, and Drew, you know, Drew is one of the shining, few shining lights on Raw. He's one of the few good things on Raw right now, and there's very few uh, on Raw, and and that's why. I mean, I hope they keep it with with Drew. Now, uh, do you not think that? I mean, you you added one match, but do you not think that Orton and and the Fiend is going to happen? Somewhere? No, I think that's in the Rumble. You think it's a spot? No, well, I actually think I think Randy might be in the Women's Battle Royal. Well, in the room, yeah, in the room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think yeah, he, he may be in there. He, he, apparently, he's allowed to RKO women, so yeah, man and woman violence is okay when it's the RKO. Yeah, I think he may be in there. Uh, next up, we have last man standing for the WWE Universal Championship. I think we all have Roman winning this, but it should be a fun match. Yeah, it should be a fun match. But definitely, Roman wins. Yeah. Kevin Owens is one of the most underused guys. Uh, one of the most underused guys. There's a long list of underused guys. We should probably rank the most underused guys in WWE. Anyways, uh, uh, he uh, he'll definitely lose this match, but it'll be a good match. Uh, I like I like what we've seen from Roman. I like what we've seen from KO. Uh, it's been a nice filler feud. Uh, and yeah, Roman wins. Uh, and KO looks looks hopefully looks okay in defeat. Next up, we have the Women's Rumble. Uh, so this is where the fun gets going. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to generate three random numbers for everybody. Unless you got, and I'll, I'm going to pick two generated numbers, and I'm going to let everyone else pick one. So, Morton, since uh, you, uh, you've made so many picks right, you get to pick your first number that you want for an entrance. Oh, uh, first number that I want? Yeah. 18. 18. Okay. Joel? 26. 26. I'll just take 30 just to be smart. Okay, after that, <laughs> Morton, you have 15. And your final one is 21. So 18, 15, 21 for Morton for the Women's I Royal like Rumble. It. I like That's it. That's pretty good, actually. Joel, you get 11. And get 26 again. And 19, Joel. So 26, 11, and 19 for Joel, for Josh. 16, and my final number is 24. 24. So, yeah. So just to recap, for the women's side, we'll do this for the men's as well. Joel, and I'll be doing the stats and everything for this, for this little exercise that we're doing here to see who the ultimate winner is. So Joel has 26, 11, and 19. Morton has 18, 15, 21, and Josh has 30, 16, and 24. All right, so the next side we'll kind of discuss afterwards. Uh, Morton, who do you have winning? The the men's or the women's? The women's. This is the women's. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I hate to say it, but Charlotte. 
Oh my good god. I know. I know. Uh, Joel, who do you have winning? Um, you know what? I'm going to be different and I'll go Alexa Bliss. I'll just say Alexa Bliss. Bliss. Uh, I was I was on the Alexa Bliss thing for a bit there. I have now changed it. I'm going with Bianca Belair. That's one hell of a, you know, that's one hell of a guess. Yeah, I'm not only going to have Bianca Belair for this as we go in reverse, I'm also going to say, uh, I was going to say she eliminates the most. I don't think she eliminates the most. I think Rhea Ripley uh, eliminates the most because Rhea, I think this is where she makes her main ro- uh, roster uh, introduction now, since Mania, and I think they kind of have to start the rebooking because of how disastrous this past year. So most eliminations for me will be Rhea. Morton? It's interesting. Most eliminations. Uh, I'll again, you know what? I hate to do it, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say Charlotte again. The flares. They sweet, love eh? her. They yeah. love her. You know, I, I think I'll get one of those two right. Uh, Joel? I think it'll be Rhea Ripley. Rhea as well, yeah. Um, so, Joel, you get to go now. Your two big surprises. Well, Becky, Becky will be one. Okay. And... Trish Stratus. I don't know. I'm I'm just throwing something out there. I'm I really don't know. Lauren? Um I, I'll say uh I, definitely Trish. I, I definitely okay. feel like Trish is, is definitely uh gonna be one. I also feel like I'll I'll just say Beth Phoenix. Okay. Um I will go with Becky as well. Uh, and then I'll go with the name from the past. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm not going to say. Uh, Becky will be there. Okay, I'm going to say Becky. And then Eva Marie. Oh, that's very possible, actually. It's yeah. frighteningly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, based on this is in, so 261119, you will get a point for the women that you have in that gets eliminations for that. So, you get points for that. If you have a winner, you get the points for that. So, every elimination your uh, person gets, that's two. Uh, for an overall win, you get five. If your person wins, if you pick the winner, that will be 10. For your, if you get your eliminations right, that's also 10. For your surprises, you will get five. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. No in-person Royal Rumble game for me this year, so I figure at least between us three, we can kind of have something going. And I'll send this to everybody. You're making afterwards. me. You're making me. Uh, now I gotta watch the Rumble. You know, I was on the fence. There you go. There you go. Uh, this is the competitors that we have confirmed so far for the Rumble. Uh, piece of shit. That's her new name now, by the way. Piece of shit. I agree with you. Uh, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Mandy Rose, uh, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler, Liv Morgan, Ruby Wyatt, and Tamina. So only 12 entrants so far for the women. Obviously, I think we're assuming that Rhea will be on there. Uh, Naomi hasn't been around. I'm assuming that she'll be in there. Uh, If I had to go Legend 2, I didn't put it on there, but maybe like a a Melina I could see potentially being part of it. She was one of the ones I considered. Yeah. For sure. So uh, that is for the Women's Rumble. Before we move on to the men and any last thoughts for anybody with I do not think Ronda will be part of this, by the way. No, no. Uh, as far as the uh, they have the betting lines right now, Rhea is the favorite to win. Ronda's second at plus seven fifty, and I just do not see Ronda in this rumble. No, why would she want to do something that's fake? Yeah, I just, <laughs> uh, 
And then Bianca is fourth. She's plus 900. That's And I actually did place a, a bet down on Bianca today. Uh, I, really? I like the story that they're going with. Yeah, I, I like the story that they're going with. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, Mo, if you saw the doc on her that they did. Uh, no, I didn't see it. Uh, just, no. Oh, my God. They need to put these on TV. <laughs> like, they're just always so good. They're always so good. The little, oh, I what, agree. What they... they should be putting these on TV. Yeah, like she talked about mental health issues, potentially almost committing suicide. And we've seen the athletic strengths. The, the Bailey and her basketball triathlon was just very stupid. But on the other side, it did get a chance to show off the athleticism that Bianca has. Yeah. So that part of it was fantastic. They have a star in the making there. And God damn it, please don't mess it up. Oh, you're asking so much. I know I am. I know I am. Uh, Joel, any comments on the women before we move on to the men's? Nope, let's move on. Okay, so we move on to the men's. Joel, I will let you, for the men's, have your choice of uh, pick first. Who is your pick? Uh, pick your first pick for the men. 29. 29. Morton. 25. 25. And I will go with 13. Okay. Um, so now we go randomly select now do, 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 for do, do. this. Do, 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 do. 20 for Joel. 20. And the last one for Joel is 5. Ooh. So 29, 20, and 5 for Joel from Morton. He gets 30. And his last one is two. Two, 25, and 30. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have 13. I get 26. And the final one is, I got 13 again. Four. Wow. I t- <laughs> Come on, 26. 13, two, four, 26, four. Yikes. We're all in there. Uh uh joel who's your winner uh daniel bryan daniel bryan Horton, who's your winner okay so what the hell the rock really mm-hmm. wow what the, hell? what the hell i still think the brains and the and the rock is you know talk about peacock yeah. Uh, there, there's this show that comes on in three weeks called The Young Rock. The Young Rock is happening. With a really bad-looking guy acting as Andre the Giant. <laughs> Did you see – have you seen the trailer for that? I moment? have not what? seen the trailer. Oh, God. This I guy that gets to be Andre, it's bad. It's just they've just put a tall guy in an Andre wig. Why is Andre even – Andre did not interact with the Rock an awful lot growing up. They make it look like it was like him and Rocky Johnson were best friends. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of Andre in that trailer. Joel, Joel, you've seen the trailer, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of Andre, and it's just, it, uh, yeah. Uh, I, man, Brock is the favorite, by the way, right now in Vegas. Uh, actually, no, Big E is the favorite now. Brock was the favorite. It's dropped again now. Big E is the favorite, then Edge, then Keith Lee. Um, I am going to go. I want. Brian to win, but I'm going to say Edge wins. I can see it. It's just, I mean, I think Edge and Edge and Orton three at Mania, Mm. so that's why I didn't. You know, I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going with Brian. I'm going with Brian. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm going I Brian. almost went Brian uh, too. Yeah. Uh, who has the most eliminations, Joel? And if you want an idea to help you out a little bit, here is the uh, the male competitors that are in the Rumble this year. You have Daniel Bryan, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Otis, The Miz, Jey Uso, Cesaro, Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Shinsuke Nakamura, Big E, John Morrison, Sheamus, Mustafa, Mustafa Ali, and Edge. I'll say Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Okay. Oh, it's either, it's either I think it's either Keith Lee or Bobby Lashley. So I'll go yeah. Bobby Lashley. Uh, and I will say Big E. I think he gets the most. I think he's not winning, but they want to still give him a push. So we'll go there. Uh, Joel, your surprises. Oh, God, I don't know. Because uh, he's not listed, Brock. And okay. sure, why not the Rock? Why not? And Rocky, Okay. And I guess, Morton, you might as well put The Rock as one of yours to double down, right? <laughs> it only makes sense, doesn't it? And then who's your other one? Uh, RVD. RVD, oh my god. Uh, I'm going to go surprises. Man, because the edge one was the layup, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I guess I'll go Brock as well. And fuck it, I'm going to lose points, but screw it, CM Punk, because I want to get the same way to talk about it right now. <laughs> uh, it's not happening. There's no way. It's uh, no, I don't think it's happening either, but I just figured, you know, put it out in the universe, right? Put it out there, yeah. Uh, one question yeah. for you. Who's going to be the Iron Man of both both these matches? That's one, uh, you don't have, the... that's one you don't have in there, but you could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, let's do that then really quickly here. So for the women, the Iron Woman... Um, I think I'll let you go, Morton, because you lead the way for the women one. So okay, uh, well, Bailey, I got Bailey. That's a good pick, actually. Uh, Joel, where are you going for the Charlotte. Iron Woman? Going with <laughs> Charlotte. I almost went Charlotte. Yeah, you have to have to. Uh, I will go with uh, Bianca for that. That's a good one. That's that's. I think that's more likely than winning that she could very well. Be the uh, for, Iron Woman. For the men, I'm going to start on that one. Uh, I'm going to say Cesaro. Okay. I, I got Daniel Bryan. Okay. I was going to say Bryan as well. So yeah, you guys both go Bryan. Uh, just on the punk thing really quick. I don't think it's happening either. Just, I, But we had to talk about it really, really quickly before we get out of here. Just the suspicion of he went into quarantine. His quarantine ends around the same time uh, as Sunday does. But that tweet about the anniversary thing, and he just put something on his Instagram. Uh, I'm just going to pull that up really quickly here uh, about the anniversary of him, you know, quitting. Get it up here quick if I can get it to load. Uh, Happy anniversary to me. Remember, if it costs you your piece, it's too expensive. So and then he kind of posts a picture of him kind of looking to be at somewhat of a training facility. I don't think he is coming back. I put it at like 1% chance. But if you, so here's my question to you really quick, Morton. If Punk was in this Rumble, is it smarter to have the surprise at the Rumble and, you know, there's no fans there, but you get the buzz the night after the CM Punk's back, or is it smarter to say that he's number 30 on backstage for the people that haven't got the pay-per-view yet to get them buzzed that CM Punk has returned to WWE? It's way smarter to do it on backstage. Yeah, I agree. 
way smarter because they're still going to have the huge numbers the next night. Yeah. Joel, same thinking there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's the best way to do it. Uh, so just kind of in really in-depth with the, the Rumble before we go. Yeah, I, I I see Bianca winning, and I see it's her and Sasha at Mania. That's where I'm leaning. But the flare part absolutely could happen as well. But I I, I think it's time to make a star in Bel Air's. Rhea is an outside one that I could see winning as well. Rhea makes a lot of sense to kind of reintroduce her and start to repush Rhea as well. Yeah, I, um. That's why, you know, it's time to make a new star and blah, blah, blah. That's why I see Charlotte winning. That's my exact logic is it's time to do all that and they never do anything right. So, (laughs) yeah, it's like my lack of confidence in them has me picking her. Yeah. Joel, your thoughts? Uh, It's the Royal Rumble. uh, It's it's, it's the WWE uh, Bliss. Bliss winning. They've been building her up on Raw. You can do Bliss or Asuka. You can do Bliss and Sasha. It just, it just seems like they're heading that way with Bliss. I, it's, it's WWE. It seems to be the most logical choices rarely if ever made. If they're setting yeah. up the Fiend and and Orton for Mania instead, then Bliss, I think, is, I think that's where she's gonna live. Yeah. Uh, and for the men, Brian, I mean, I think it's both who we think Roman is going to face, right? Uh, Morton with the Rock idea, that is the biggest budget thing that you can do there for the Peacock side, for having fans back in attendance there. That makes the most sense. And just with the Tribal Chief and everything like that, that is the biggest match, the biggest draw you can have for Mania with those two. You know both of them want that match to happen. And Brian's kind of the close second there to push his Brian, and, you know, getting number one, getting the rumble that he never won and finally winning that. And then also, you know, being the baby face. I don't think he's going to beat Roman. I've seen this one idea of him not facing the rock until they go to LA in two years from now. And he'd have an 850 uh, day title reign until they finally meet in LA. And I kind of like that idea. That, 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 I kind of like it. I don't mind that idea. It's just you have to keep in mind the Rock every year. He's one year older, man. Yeah, one his year body, older. Did, body did not hold up. Uh, I mean, the thing, the factor with Rocky that makes me say no is the lack of people because Rock, Rock would want to be there, but Rock wants it big. Like he wants it massive. And to me, having limited attendance at WrestleMania and potentially no attendance, Joe Biden is now the U.S. president. Things could change on a dime where they could start uh, cracking down on things like that. Uh, Super Bowl could face that as well. Uh, so it, do is Rocky going to just come back for the sake of wrestling and the sake of being involved with Roman with a limited to maybe no audience, more than likely having a small audience there, and main eventing one of the two nights? Or do does Rocky want to wait? Because I think Rocky wants to have the match with Roman, but I think it's going to be – I lean to more waiting until it can be big and spectacular and Rocky's final match. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, the Brian part – I, I think the worst-case scenario for all of us is Goldberg loses and then Goldberg wins or if Brock wins. And then you're back on a trajectory of Goldberg versus <sighs> Roman again potentially or Brock versus Roman, which I just – I don't think any of us wanted. I mean – if Cena won, that's also a scenario. It's like, oh, I, I, I guess. I mean, I guess the idea of Cena getting 17 is kind of exciting. 
But I, I just think there's a narrative here for like, there's so much excitement. They've done a good job, especially at SmackDown, of building Cesaro to look like something again and Nakamura and what Brian has. You really have a potential. And again, I'm just not trusting them on the potential because they never let it be shown. But you really have a chance of you've done a good job of growing potential contenders on SmackDown in particular to let them shine and let them potentially win. But they've let us down so many times in the past that it's hard to really hold your breath. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Is, is there is a lack that lack of trust with their creative is it it's has created such a a uh, chasm, uh, you know. That, Why uh, is it SmackDown rating is jumping too? People are seeing people grow week to week basis, but it's but eighteen it's to how... forty nine was down. Oh yes, oh yes. So yes. so they're growing the audience, but it's the old audience again. Yeah, yeah, it is. So. There it is. The Rumble uh, should be exciting time. We will see who wins our Royal Rumble selection game. And uh, we'll be back to you maybe on Sunday night with the show. We will see what happens then. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And until next time, folks, cheers and enjoy the day, people. All right. Quick joke then. Perfectionist walks into a bar. I guess the bar wasn't high enough. Boom. Good bar. And... Good night, Ben!